Today's episode of the Painting Pictures podcast is brought to you by Full Circle Organics. Full Circle Organics, offering a full line of organic food products and introducing their new ultra-thin plastic cereal bag that is so flimsy you're guaranteed to spill cereal all over your counter if you try to open it without a pair of scissors. Good evening, my dear friends, and welcome to another episode of the Painting Pictures Podcast. I'm Gabriel Roberts, and I'll be your host for the evening. So settle on in, have a sip of that glass of brandy, and then spit it out because it tastes rancid. You don't need that. You don't have time for that. Now go make yourself a cup of tea. Don't worry, I'll wait. You knew that brandy was going bad, didn't you? But you drank it anyway. I don't know if brandy goes bad. That's a good band name, don't you think? Brandy goes bad? You think Brandy Carlisle would put up a stink? I love how I know these names. I couldn't tell you I couldn't tell you a single song by Brandy Carlisle. Um, I could, I could tell you what she looks like because I saw an ad for Las Vegas that had her riding a horse. And I think probably my wife pointed out, oh, it's Brandy Carlisle because she knows what she looks like or something. So now I have an image of Brandy Carlisle riding a horse in a white dress because that's the kind of thing that happens in Vegas. (laughs) Oh, there goes Brandy Carlisle. I don't know. Maybe it does. Mm, that reminds me of a performance on the Grammys. I watched some of the Grammys um, a couple weeks ago, live. And the most horrible, horrible part of it was the performance by Aerosmith with that decrepit, disgusting cretin of a singer-man stomping around and screaming and yelling and waving his microphone stand. Um, Oh, my God, what a horrible, horrible spectacle. The lights were blasting. Uh, It was just so sad. Like, really, we're still... We still are, like, excited about a band like that. Sure, maybe they were great. They're obviously not great anymore. But because... I don't know, why, why are they in an echelon? Like, a of, like... Everybody just goes apeshit for them no matter what. I'd I'd like to be in that echelon. I don't have to do anything. 
I don't have to create anything new. I don't have to be good. All I have to do there is get up on stage and prance around in some tight pants. <laughs> Sign me up for that gig. Man, was that awful. Did anybody else see that? Aerosmith at the Grammys. Um, look it up if you dare. Oh, Lord. I mean, the shows like halftime shows or performances at Grammys or whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's a ch- it's a challenge. It's always disappointing. I, I don't know. I'm... I just uh I just know that's got to be one of the worst. I hope. I hope that's as bad as it gets. But it probably gets worse. Anyway, I hope you didn't I hope you didn't um I hope you weren't there. I hope you didn't pay money to go to the Grammys and watch that. You just got you just your ears just got pooped in basically. By what's his face with the big mouth? Oh my God, at one point he brought these young girls up on stage and he's doing this like two-step with them. Oh my God. Oh, it was bad, boys and girls. It was bad. Um, I'm just going to ramble here. That's what this is. This is going to be one of those old-fashioned ramblers. Just like the old Buick Rambler, you know? The old, the old Buick Rambler. Ramble along, get in the back, kids. We're going off to Grammys on the old dusty road. So hold on tight and don't buckle your seatbelts because there are none. It's an old car. And we just uh, we just roll the dice every time. And we don't go too fast, so it doesn't really get that dangerous. Speaking of going too fast and dangerous, I ate major, major, major shit the other day um, riding a snow tube. Got going too fast came down a hill wicked drop in just just boom steep right off the bat probably was going 75 miles an hour no maybe not but i'll bet i got <laughs> i don't know how do i how do i know i mean really how in god's name am i supposed to estimate how fast i was going i mean i'm on a i'm on a snow tube it's dark outside or almost i don't i don't know how fast i was going does it, does anybody really does anybody really and even if even if I said I was going 25 miles an hour would you be like oh that's fast how do you know how do you know what that feels like or what that looks like the only reference we have is our speedometer in our car and we know like vaguely we know like okay 70 miles an hour is pretty fast cuz that's how fast you go on the interstate but I, other than that are we really I don't know I was going I was going 20 miles an hour, okay? Let's just call it that. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't know what that means, and you don't know what that means. So let's just say I was going fast. Too fast, in fact. And uh, we were trying to put this curve into the run because we, uh, we kept going down and going further every time, and, and uh, we were trying to kind of bend the run to the left to, to lengthen it and go down towards the house. And um, we just kept missing the turn and kept going off the edge so we kept trying to build up the bank and create that berm um and i took a run and my brother and his gal were standing right at that point where they tried to shore up the berm just watching me uh lost control started spinning around and almost took them out they got out of the way the 
the the speed at which these two individuals leapt out of my way was breathtaking. I mean, really, I really thought I was going to take them out. Um, and I should have bailed out uh, to, so that I didn't take them out. But I, I just like, I don't know. I was just like, I, I'm going to hit them. I'm going to hit them. <laughs> That's all that was going through my mind. It was only after I passed them that it occurred to me to, to bail out. And, and I, I felt so bad that I hadn't bailed out before and I'd almost torn their ACLs or blown out their knees. Um, and so as a show of good faith and to show them that I cared, I bailed out afterwards, after I passed them, when I didn't need to. And I did so in a fashion where I, I essentially... Uh, leapt off of the snow tube, uh, rolled over in the air, and came down directly on my face in the snow. It was a it was a glorious face plant, and I thought I'd broken my glasses, and I thought I'd probably lost a tooth, but neither of those things happened. Amazingly, uh, glasses weren't broken. <laughs> I don't I don't know how, folks. I guess the snow is uh, is just kind of forgiving. And I had a nothing but a tiny little tut on my lip. Um, anyway, be careful <laughs> out there on those hills. I know it's winter time and you want to get out there and sled. I do too. We all do. It's good for you. But really, really be careful with those snow tubes. And we should have known. There was a... Um, there was a warning label on the snow tube, uh, something to the effect of can, uh, you know, riding this tube, you can reach high, high speeds and it can be quite dangerous. And we totally ignored that warning and kept riding the tube into the evening hours when it was, things were freezing up out there. Things were really, really speeding up on that run. <laughs> Got up to who knows how fast. We've we've established that I don't I don't know, but really fast, guys. I mean, really, really fast to the point where it's scary, and I was scared. But I was I don't know. Just thought I should do another run. Um, I got a nice little sledding run going out back here now. It's just a little just a little mini guy. Um, you just you just get on the get on your sled. I don't I don't have a snow tube of my own. I have a little uh orange bright orange plastic sled and you get on that sucker and um until we got this fresh snow today it was it was a pretty good ride pretty quick and it had a little has a little drop to it go down the hill a bit and then and then a little drop a little dropsy kind of jars you if when you land um gives you a good spank on the behind and then you and then you cruise on down into the yard and the uh, it's right next to the the snowmobile trail, which is managed by the Vast organization, which is an acronym for Vermont Area Snow Travelers or Vermont Association of Snow Travelers. But everybody knows it's the Vermont Association of Snowmobile Travelers because it's all it's about. Nobody else is allowed on the vast trails but snowmobiles. So 
either rename snowmobiles snow travelers or rename your organization to what it really is that's just a request anyway it goes right by there because that goes right by our house and uh, this afternoon i was paddling along we we got some fresh snow so um i had to get out there and pack down the fresh snow on my run to keep it keep it active you know what i mean and when it's when that snow's fresh it's slow so the first run is um is pretty slow and it's basically just packing down and pushing the fresh snow along and so it's kind of like paddling along with my arms moving slowly i don't know how fast like probably two miles an hour let's say and then a few snowmobiles came ripping up the trail right next to me and i think they were jealous i think they were jealous of my sled and the good good clean fun i was having you know didn't have to go anywhere didn't have to buy any gasoline didn't have to buy any beers uh i could just i could just paddle along there to my heart's content um, I really, I was half expecting one of them to yell faggot or something like that, but they didn't. <laughs> and I didn't get any waves or anything. I didn't wave at them. I was just like, I'm doing my thing. You're doing your thing. I'm going about my business here, focused on my trail, focused on my sled run. I'm packing it in, you know, not self-conscious at all. You guys are doing your thing. It's fine. I broke um I broke a window in our house. Guys, uh this is a window that I had removed from another part of my house. Uh stored standing up in our living room for a number of months. Then finally put into the back section of our house that was previously a windowless laundry room and now is an extension of our living space and and so to say that it is uh one of the two most important and looked through and sat next to windows in the house would be true <laughs> that's what it is it's you know depending on your preference it's either the most important window or the second most important window and i broke it I uh, I hit it with a hammer. So that's a really, if you want to crack a window pane, uh, a hammer is a fantastic tool. <clears throat> and it only takes one tap if you get it right. I was uh, trimming out these windows at long last because I'm determined not to be the people that have untrimmed windows in their house for years. That's one of my pet peeves. And I feel like it's a point of pride as a carpenter to not have a like half day job staring you in the face for years. Um, and I totally understand if that is the case in your house. You get the window in and you spray foam around it and it is completely functional. And uh, I understand that there are other things that then take your time. And we've been sitting uh, with these windows 
untrimmed since I don't know. I mean, what? Well, how do I? What am I going to go look it up in my journal right now? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't tell you. I can't tell you how long we've been sitting there. Just like I can't tell you how fast I was going on the snow tube. There are just certain things. Uh, I just I don't know. Okay, so a while, less than a year though, less than a year. It was we put the windows in finally at some point in the time when it wasn't really cold and snowy out. So that would have been sometime, you know, around last, say, June or July. So, you know, half a year, six to eight months, somewhere in there. That's a pretty good range, right? I know that's, I know that's good enough for you guys. Is it good enough for Jesus though? That's the question. Am I right? Anyway, I was I was working diligently on a weekend to uh to trim out these windows. And I uh there was a little bit of an unconventional approach. There was a little bit of an unconventional approach. How do you like that sentence? <laughs> I hope you hate it. I hope you're like, "Oh, and your ears are ringing. You're like, "Oh, it was so grammatically wrong." Good. That's the reaction I want you to have. That's correct. That was grammatically incorrect. Good for you for being offended by it and having it jar your sensitive, grammatically attuned ears. Anyway, um, yeah, it was. I I I, I don't want to put this typical trim on these windows because they're very big they take up the whole almost the whole wall so by the time you put trim on them there's going to be like no wall left no drywall it's going to be all trim so that felt like too much so i'm going with the idea of drywall returns very very cool uh european look it was developed by the europeans (laughs) and um they were like, we don't need, we don't need trim. All we need is drywall. <laughs> and I imagine them like, you know, mudding their drywall perfectly in like collared shirts. That's probably that was probably what it looked like the first time the drywall return was was uh, done. Anyway, blah 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 blah. The windows. Uh, were smaller than the opening, blah, 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 blah. Had to make these little uh, thing, like one by uh, little trim pieces right up against the window, blah, 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 before I could put the drywall on, blah, 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 blah. So I made these little things. They're three, they're three legs, so a top and two side legs, and it's like one and a half inch by one inch fir, spruce, whatever, two by four material. And I got one installed. I was using trim screws to install it, to fasten it. And I had just a handful of, of reasonably length, reasonably length. I had just a handful of trim screws of a reasonable and sufficient length. And with one, bit of the little 
trim unit to fasten remaining. I ran out of trim screws. I thought, no big deal. I've got finished nails right here. Grabbed a finished nail, uh, set it with a couple of strokes, and then wham! Went to drive it in and struck the window with a glancing blow as I went by. And a six-inch crack developed immediately, to which I responded, what did I say? Fuck me in the fucking ass. <laughs> of course, that's what I said. <sighs> Shook my head. Looked at it. I'm still shaking my head looking at it. I actually had... I, I had another trim screw. It was just white. It was like a, X, it was like a trim screw for... PVC trim on the outside of your house. Same length, same tip on the drill. By the time you bury that sucker in the wood, you're never going to know it's white. Even if you did, <laughs> it's getting painted, so does not matter. I had the white screw on the tip of my driver, and then I had the inkling of... Now, let's save that screw because Lord knows trim screws aren't cheap. And let's use a fin let's use a nail instead. Let's not, you know, let's 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 develop our uh, good old fashioned carpenter skills a little bit, shall we? Just a moment. Huh. False alarm. Oh, not false alarm. Just a moment. Right, I thought, uh, you know, what whatever happened to the days of, of a hammer and nails, you know? I don't need no newfangled trim screws. Uh, I, I want to I be a carpenter that can do things the old-fashioned way. Like, literally, that fucking notion crept into my brain at that point and led me to put down the trim screw that was... I It was like... It, on the tip of the drill, pointing at the very last fucking piece of this trim assembly I had to do, I set it aside. It's like a, it's like a demon took control of my brain. Put the drill aside, reached down for a trim nail, and whacked my fucking window and cracked it. <laughs> Unreal. Fuck me in the fucking ass. There's no better response to that, folks. And it still stings. It still stings uh, to this day, which is a few days later. Um, I sense, since then, I was like, okay. I actually, th that's all I did. I, I didn't like, I didn't break anything else. <laughs> I mean, that would have been the real, that would have been the ultimate, like, angry carpenter response i think would be after cracking the glass to then take it take the hammer and and break the glass <laughs> that would have been kind of kind of uh exhilarating but no i didn't do that i i i said rather softly f me in the effing ass and then um i uh and that was it i i, I walked away i i walked outside to get something i don't know what and then um 
And then my wife came outside and was like, uh, something really bad happened. And I was like, I know. I cracked the window. And she's like, no, it like cracked all the way. So w- this is what happens with cracks, of course. It started as a, it was like first just a six inch crack. And I guess I could have potentially like thrown a bunch of tape on it right then to stabilize it there. I don't know. First, you know, first aid, emergency, first aid response to cracked glass. Maybe that's what I'll do next time. But the crack then went all the way across the window. Um, so my, my response was, okay, there's, there's this other window, um, that's next to our door that goes onto our porch. That is the door we use to come in and out of the house. Um, it's not the front door though. (laughs) Okay. That's why it's, it's the side door, but it's the one we use all the time. <clears throat> and there's this another window next to it, identical window to the two that I had took out from the other place and put into the new place. And it opens onto our porch, which is glassed in. It's somewhat insulated. It has a good roof over it. So it's like a it's like a halfway halfway space. And my thought was, well, if I'm gonna have a broken window sash um why not put it on the have it be on the porch basically you you get where i'm going with this swap the two sashes or i think the plural sash is actually sash (laughs) so you just sound kind of like a weirdo saying it like a pretentious asshole but i'll go i'll go with that in the interest of being grammatically correct swap the two sash (laughs) (laughs) um so then that was a so then i got started on that and you know typically there is a way to take out a window sash which i have learned over the past time which is to whatever do the thing where you do the thing and that this basically the sash just just didn't want to pop out that way so then it was a whole ordeal of trying to figure out how to remove the window sash i even phoned a friend my neighbor over the hill who has dealt with lots of windows and grew up in Vermont. So I was like, this guy probably has seen a window like this. Amazingly, he had not seen a window like this, but he still helped me figure out how to get it out. And I got it out and got the broken one out and went to put in, to swap them, put the new, the, the, unbroken sash in where the broken one just came out and it didn't quite fit and i was like it's the same window it's the same size why doesn't it fit well not the same size (laughs) literally one eighth of an inch wider this other window next to the door exact same height exact same window manufacturer exact same batch of windows but for some reason these are replacement windows so whoever was doing this measured precisely the dimensions of the trim around the old window and was like, this is how big a window we want. And then went two steps down and measured the next one and was like, uh, let's make this one 30 and an eighth. <laughs> Not 30. Let's make it 30 and an eighth. Because it just then it'll be that much tighter. 
Great. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks for ruining that plan. So then, of course, I had to put the sashes back in, and now I. It's just like do you get what I'm. Do you get what I'm dealing with here, folks? This is just like. Is, is anyone else dealing with this kind of shit all the time? <laughs> um. Is this just life? Like I'm. I, I I sometimes I feel like I'm I'm just like. Gonna turn into a a. a, a complaining person that's like uh come on like let me catch a break can i catch a break that's that's how i feel i really do i feel like this was unlucky why did i have to break this fucking window you know do i did i really need to learn uh not to swing a hammer (laughs) next to a window i guess i did and then why does this why is this window an, an eighth of an inch? Like, if it had been five inches wider, I would have been like, oh, that's not... I, I would never would have had the idea. Oh, I don't know, folks. But that's just... I don't know. I guess that's just life. Maybe... Send me an email. Are you dealing with this, too? Are you dealing with things going wrong for apparently no reason? Do you feel? Do you feel like the universe is out to get you sometimes? Do you feel like you're trying really hard and you're doing everything right? <clears throat> and then little things just go wrong for no good reason. <laughs> if so, me too. Guys, me too. That's how I'm feeling. Oh, so then, um, of course, this is double-paned window. Again, if you live in California, you might not be familiar with this concept, but it's a window with two panes of glass. Um, and of course it was the inner pane that was cracked. So it's not like the cold air is blowing in, but, um, of course I get a little bit of condensation happening on the inside of the window because there's a little bit of air that gets through the crack. Warm air then condenses on the very cold exterior pane of glass and condenses there. And that will grab, that will steadily drip moisture into the inside of your insulated glass unit and and you know it'll eventually ruin it not to be all doomsday (laughs) but that's that's the trajectory (laughs) so um so i epoxied it never used epoxy before Uh, honestly i feel pretty cool not no i know what two-part epoxy is i don't chemically i don't know what the fuck it is it's i think it's plastic (laughs) i think it's liquid plastic that then hardens it's got two goos in uh in the they sell them in a matching double syringe so you squeeze it and both goos come out at the same time one is the goo and one is the hardener (laughs) that's what they used to call me back in college the hardener Anyway, I used that and I gooped up the window. And then this afternoon, I spent about two hours scraping off the excess epoxy that had hardened. And now you can still see the crack, but I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping that it's sealed and cold air won't get through it. And so we'll just now have uh, hopefully we'll have beautifully trimmed windows. It's this brand new room. That's a depressing thing, guys. This is this brand new room that I built and we built. And it's it's the crown jewel of our house. 
and it's got a big fucking crack across one of the windows. Oh, man. Anyway, that's that's the scoop on that, folks. Um, my My plan is that eventually I do want to take out this window that's next to the front door because of the door we use all the time. <laughs> Which door is that? Oh, that's the door we use all the time. Which way did you come in? Did you come in through the front door or through the door that we use all the time? I literally, I cannot think of a better word for it. Side door just sounds like the door you hardly ever use. (laughs) So I eventually want to take this window out. That's what I'm telling myself. Then, of course, I'm selling my wife on this concept of like, well, that window just doesn't work there. It totally ruins the space. It'll be much better out and replaced with a smaller window. And then I can use it to replace the fucking window that I just installed because I had to, um, you know, suddenly I had to pay homage to the uh, carpenters of yore and show them that I uh, just fucking just screw the thing in. <laughs> you got the screw right there, Gabe. Just screw it to it and be done. No, 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 no. Save that screw. Let's get a let's get a let's get a finish nail out. Oh lordy! All right. Well, thanks for letting me vent about that. Um, I guess we should probably take a quick break. These are the things that bother me. These are the things that bother me. Here's something that bothers me, and maybe it shouldn't. Coats and jackets that have no coat hooks. No loops for you to loop and hang your coat or jacket on a coat hook. Um, What do they think? You're just going to wear this coat your entire life? You're never going to take it off? You're going to stay outside for the rest of your life? You're never going to come inside. Never going to take that coat off. And when you do, you're going to just throw it on the floor. These are the things that bother me. These are the things that bother me. Maybe they shouldn't. Maybe they shouldn't. But these are the things. These are the Quick health update. I know you guys are wondering how am I doing? How am I feeling? I got a little cold. Got a little cold. I I had, there was one evening, um, it was Super Bowl Sunday actually, and I sneezed like three times. And um, I haven't coughed. No, I did. I coughed like two two nights later. I, I going to sleep, I coughed like two or three times to the point that my wife like reached out and touched my back. I was like, oh, honey. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a cold. Those are the signs. It's, those are the signs. It's, it, must be a, it must be a cold. Did your wife reach out and touch your back while you coughed and say, Oh, honey, you might have a cold. You might have a cold. 
Um, I don't know, whatever. It just, I'm like, just kind of tired, kind of tired. Don't feel that great. And, um, it, it's been lingering now. It's going to be like a week before I'm over it. Um, I don't know. Sympathy points, big deal, not a big deal. Just makes me amazed at how much I usually do in a day because having the cold, I feel incapable of doing a whole lot in a day and then i'm like man i really do that like i go all day long la di freaking da he goes all day long big deal the more important health update is that i sprained my wrist <laughs> i sprained my wrist i hurt my wrist i sprained it uh uh yeah, I I um I was trying to heft. We bought this gargantuan cast iron pan. This thing is so big. I don't know how big it is. What if I say it's twenty inches? Are you gonna be like, well, it's a big pan? You don't know. You don't fucking know how big twenty inches is. So don't ask me to tell you how big the pan is. It's big. It's so big and heavy that I cannot. I cannot. I can barely lift it with one hand. Now, sure, if it's on the ground, I can pick it up with one hand and have it dangle there. But the thing is so long to to grab it and pick it up and keep it in a horizontal position is nigh on impossible. But shortly after we got the pan and we were we saw it and we're like, oh wow, that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot bigger than we thought it was gonna be. But whatever. Obviously we're not gonna return it because it probably costs $40 to return it on Amazon. Um, so shortly after we got the pan, we're, like, we're going to keep it because it works great once you can, you know, get a friend to help you lift it onto the fucking stove. Uh, my brother was over and he was by the stove and I was like, hey, check out that pan. Can you pick it up? And he was like, yeah, he picked it up. I was like, oh, <laughs> Damn it. So ever since then, I, I've, it's been in the back of my mind, that image of him picking up that pan with one hand. And uh, so I, I, I was cooking the other day. And again, it's the same thing. It's like needing to use the fucking finish nail. It's like I have this compulsion. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick up this pan with one hand. Damn it. Like, why is that important? I don't know. To me, it is. That's important. That was that felt important in the moment. Um, I really, I wanted to prove that I was strong enough to lift that cast iron pan with one hand. And I wasn't really. It was a, 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 a really a, um, a feeble attempt. I was a, it, it, it looked feeble. It was a, it was a full-blooded attempt, but full-blooded, that's not an expression. It was a uh, full-hearted, it was an earnest, it was a, it was, I don't know, I tried. <laughs> I tried and it, it looked pretty feeble because I couldn't really do it. And then I actually had to do it because I was uh, sautéing some onions and carrots and garlic, <laughs> friends. I was doing a little sauté in preparation for making soup. And then I, I was going to transfer my sautéed vegetables into a slow cooker. And the slow cooker's on the counter. 
probably, you know, whatever, six inches off the counter to the top of the slow cooker, probably more like eight. And, uh, the pan is of course at, at, at the height of the stove. So I got to get it up to the slow cooker and then I have to scrape the sauteed stuff into the slow cooker. So there you got to do it with one hand. And so I really fought with that thing using all my might on my little left wrist and, um, I ended up having to like set it halfway on top of the slow cooker and was worried. I was like burning the utensils next to it with the bottom of the hot pan. Eventually I got smart and I got a pot holder and I picked the pan up with two hands and balanced it on its side in the top of the slow cooker and scraped out my vegetables, but not before I had sprained something in my little wrist. So there's your health update. Sprained wrist, a little bit of a cold. But I'm not complaining. Right? I'm just... (laughs) I'm just sharing. (laughs) Oh, no, no, I'm not complaining. I'm just... I'm just sharing. (laughs) I'm just telling you about my day. I'm just sharing how I feel like everyone's against me and how I... That's not that's not really how I feel. I'm like I'm just like trying to make a joke about uh somebody that's just <laughs> complaining and calls it sharing. I don't know, is that funny? Tell me about it. Tell me write me an email. Tell me if that was funny. Say Gabe <laughs> That was funny or Gabe that wasn't really that funny. <laughs> I want I know what I'll do. I know what I'll do with those emails. Some of them will get nice replies and others will go into the into the bin. <laughs> into the bin, baby. I sent an email to a the editor of a local newspaper the other day that I sent an email to the editor of the uh the News and Citizen, which is out of Morrisville, Vermont. It's uh, it's a weekly paper. We get it in our mailbox whether we like it or not. And then there's a whole stack of them on the table just in case you wanted another one (laughs) for your friend. And uh, they print a crossword puzzle every week and they don't print the title. So these crossword puzzles, it's the same puzzle that is printed in the Burlington free weekly newspaper called Seven Days, which is a a real piece of work. And... um, and the crossword has a title, so the title is like the clue to all of the long answers in the puzzle, right? <laughs> you know about this? Are you, are you also a puzzler, friend? Are you a puzzler, too? We could, do you want to come over and um, work on a crossword puzzle together sometime? We could puzzle through it together. You could, we could take turns being the reader and being the writer, and we could read a clue. 40 across. Um, it's a six-letter word for big... <laughs> you know where I was going with that, right? I don't, even need to, I don't even need to finish my sentence. You guys know me so well. Is there a six-letter word for big dick? I don't know. Um... <laughs> That's a good question. So, see, these are the things that we could, if you came over and did crosswords with me, these are the things we could puzzle through together. 
we could get out our dicks just to see if we could figure it out. If, just if that would, you know, sometimes you need to just, you need to just like jar your memory a little bit, like try a visual aid. Like it's in there. You know, the answer is in there in your brain. You know, somewhere in your brain is that six letter word for large phallus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. F-A-L-I-C-E, baby. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> oh, man. I mean, okay, so yes, it's not a word for big dick, but it is a six-letter word for dick. So definitely that would be, you know, you might pencil that in <laughs> to the puzzle, as it were. Anyway, I wrote an angry letter to the editor of the News and Citizen because they don't print the title to the crossword. And my it was a really cheeky-toned letter because the resentment that the frustration over this had been building every time i page through that little morrisville paper and it gets to the puzzle section and there's the same puzzle with no title it's like does anybody actually do the crossword puzzle so that was essentially the tone of my email was y'all are stupid y'all are dumb back ass words folks that don't even know how to do a crossword puzzle, because if you did, you would realize that there's no title on your puzzles. What's the fucking point of printing a puzzle if you're not going to print the title? I got an email back like 20 minutes later from the editor-in-chief of the newspaper saying, Dear Mr. Roberts, the reason our puzzles don't have titles is lost in the fog of time. Because of your note, we're taking a fresh look went on to talk about how there are a number of readers that do the puzzle that are puzzlers like you and me and how they got so many angry or uh, messages when they forgot to print the puzzle one week that the next week they printed two presumably both without the fucking title oh boy i felt pretty bad about how cheeky my tone was i guess i really thought that the uh, i don't know <laughs> I, I just felt like I needed to be cheeky. I thought no one would really read it. I thought I was kind of anonymous, but it's like a guy. I'll probably meet him sometime and he'll be like, oh, <laughs> oh, I know you. Um, But really, they needed they needed to come to their senses. And it was, you know, cheeky email. That's what it took. So I'll, so I'll never get, you know, I'll probably never get covered favorably in that newspaper but do i care kind of yeah maybe maybe that's part of my ticket to fame i don't know um you know how you can launch me to stardom folks go rate and review this podcast leave a i don't know wherever it is itunes pytunes uh, apple podcasts oh it's not itunes podcasts anymore now it's apple podcasts yeah go fuck yourself all right who cares why do you have to change things? God, is it was it really that important? Was it really an issue there? Ugh. It's like the whole HTTPS thing. You notice this now? All websites are now HTTPS. I guess this happened like three years ago, but I've been living out here in Vermont. I go to literally four different websites. So the fact that everything is now HTTPS was lost on me until I was trying to uh, update a website and discovered it. And it's like, okay, everything has to be HTTPS now. Is that really making us safer? Like somebody had this big idea. It's like, 
Aren't there more important things? Aren't there more pressing issues? How many people did it take to make everybody, how much effort and money and time is being spent to switch every website over to HTTPS? And are are people's lives being saved? Are people really, are there, like I find it hard to believe that this little certificate that you can get for free, yes, thank God, you can get it for free, or you can pay five hundred dollars for it if you're a complete sucker. Um, I have a hard time believing that that's keeping us safe from anybody. Also, I think it's annoying that I have to put it on my website, where first of all nobody goes there. Second of all, they they when they do go there, there's nowhere for them to put in their credit card information. So, why would a, ha- a hacker ever try to steal anybody's information there? So the fact that I have to put it there, and if I don't, people using Google Chrome will get some horrible, horrible warning about how hackers are going to steal their identity. And you know how badly that scares people that don't know, like old people? When they see a message like that, they will freak the fuck out. They will call the police, be like, somebody's trying to steal my information. It's like, no, Gabe just didn't know that Every website has to be HTTPS. Nobody's trying to steal your information, but because of the switch. Anyway, I guess that's something that bothers me. <laughs> uh, um, that's all I got. I feel like I'm ending on this weirdly sour note. I'm really, everything's good, guys. <laughs> Things are good. The bunnies are fine. Bruce and Fern are doing, they're thriving on the porch. They're getting little sun baths. We got some lovely fresh snow. Uh, I'm no longer paying too much to have my driveway plowed like some uh, bourgeois person. I, I don't know. I, this was, you guys remember, I, I saw snow flying and I was like, oh, I have to have a plowing service. It's like, no, people, people got along fine without people with plows on their trucks for a long time. I cleared my driveway today for the first time. It's like I've secretly actually been wanting to do this the whole time I've been paying somebody too much to come plow my driveway. I've been wanting to just do it myself, and it it feels so good. It feels so good to take ownership of my driveway, to, to, to gently scrape its little icy, bumpy surface with a snow shovel. And it took me about 20 minutes to clear my whole driveway. And, um... So that's good. That's a positive development. Um, what else? I don't know. I'm a, I, I, uh, things are things are great. Making cabinets, building kitchen cabinets for the first time. You know, learning about that. Um, and hopefully learning from my mistakes. That's really that's. If I'm learning, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with life just screwing me over at every turn if I'm learning from it and getting stronger. And maybe the lesson here, folks, is to just like take the easy way. Like you got that trim screw on the tip of your little driver, just put it in there. Don't don't put it don't put it down and go and get a, a finish nail. You don't need to do that. Just use the trim screw. You don't need to you don't need to prove to anybody that you need that you can do things the old fashioned way. Do them the new way. You don't need to prove that you can lift a cast iron pan with one hand. Use two hands. Okay? 
and and then you know do I I could do put like a really sexual joke in at the end of this podcast, but I'm not going to. You don't need to. I don't need to. You don't need that right now. You don't need to be assaulted with some kind of cock and balls joke right now at the end of the podcast. You've gotten all this way. You've wasted this long, you know, and now I got to assault you with some horrible, disgusting, depraved cock and ball anus joke. You don't need that. So I'm not going to, folks, because I love you and I don't want to I don't want to offend you. And I want you to be able to listen to this podcast and not like cringe and feel uncomfortable, except for sometimes when I intentionally try to make you feel uncomfortable, because I think that's important, too. Thanks for listening. I really uh, I had fun. Um, that was great. And if you have any questions, send me an email. The, the email address is Gabe Roberts at Gmail dot com. That's G-A-B-E-R-O-B-E-R-T-S at gmail.com. And like I said, go to uh, Apple Podcasts and leave a nice rating and review, I guess. And then, theoretically, this podcast will will blow up and become the talk of the town. I don't know. Not holding my breath, folks, but hey, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Uh, so you could do that if you like. And otherwise, uh, you can go to the website, and that is a secure connection. That is a secure connection, folks. Go to https colon forward slash forward slash g-a-b-e-r-o-b-e-r-t-s-a-r-t dot com. That's gaberobertsart dot... dot com and you can uh you can leave some comments go to leave some comments on the episode strike up a conversation there's also um an outdated about page i have to go in there and change my age from 32 to 33 (laughs) all right folks that's it until next time adios